Welcome back to Goal Line Stuff, the show where we talk about anything and everything football related. I'm Alex Kyorkchiev. And I'm Michael San Antonio. And boy, do we have a show for you today. So Alex had the brilliant idea of doing offseason winners and losers up to this point. And I said, yes. So we're going to do that. It's been it's been a minute since we've done an episode. When and... do I have brilliant ideas? Yeah, you do have brilliant ideas. A brilliant idea is just called an idea for me. Wow, okay. Way to be cocky, Alex. That's not what the listeners want to hear. They want to hear us give sports takes, not not be cocky. Anyway, um, it was a good idea, maybe not a brilliant idea, but we haven't we haven't given you an episode in like a month or two. So we're gonna do off-season winners and losers. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. That was that was too loud. I'm sorry if I hurt anybody's ears. But yeah, um, we're going to do winners, losers. Do you want to go first, Alex? Yeah. So basically, we've got two teams each and our setup. We're going to say our two winners each, and then we're going to do two losers. Mm-hmm. Not we're, we'll, we'll alternate, but winners first and losers. Yeah. Um, so basically, I'm going to start with my most obvious one, and that is our hometown Philadelphia Eagles. Now, free agency, it looked kind of dire with the Eagles. We didn't make that many moves. We we lost some key players. We lost Javon Hargrave to the 49ers. We lost C.J. Gardner-Johnson to the Lions. But that's pretty much all we lost. We managed to hold our cornerback duo of James Bradbury and Darius Slay. We managed to re-sign Brandon Grant. We managed to re-sign Fletcher Cox. We managed to re-sign Jason Kelsey. We extended Lane Johnson. But then the draft hit. And let me tell you, I don't think there's a team that did better in the draft than our Eagles. We managed to get what many people would call the best player in the draft in Jalen Carter at ninth overall without giving up much to trade up at all. Then we got Nolan Smith at 30, which is ridiculous. He was supposed to go in the top 15. Most Eagles fans probably would have been satisfied at 10 with Nolan Smith. And then we just kept the Georgia coming. We got Keely Ringo in the fourth, along with Sidney Brown and Tyler Steen, right? Yeah, yeah. That's his name? I think so. In the mid-rounds, and the Eagles just killed it, along with trading for DeAndre Swift and signing Rashad Penny. So, yes, we lost Miles Sanders, and honestly, he was so unimportant that I totally forgot to mention him in key players lost because I don't think he was a key player. But now our backfield okay. is rejuvenated and revamped. I love the Rashad Penny signing. I think that when he's healthy, he's a top 10 running back in the league. And granted, he's never healthy. But with the way that we run our backfield, where we can have Swift now with him, who's also a little bit of an injury threat, but again, is very talented when healthy. Along with Boston Scott, we have this constant rotation going on. I think the Eagles are going to kill it this year on offense. Yeah, I really like those points. Uh, at first, it was looking dire as an Eagles fan. I thought we were going to lose Slay and or Bradbury. And I thought, you know, losing Hardgrave was bad. I didn't think we were going to retain all these players. Uh, I wasn't too worried about losing Sanders. But still, I mean, I think that what we did in the draft, like I said, I think Jalen Carter is the best player in the draft. Um, I think that also 
what we did with Penny and Swift is so smart. We replaced Sanders, and I think we did it in the best way possible, getting two guys who aren't stars, who are very talented in their own right, in their, their own role. I think our offense, defense, everything's going to be as strong as ever. And I agree with you there that we improved in this uh, offseason. I should right. also mention that we lost both of our starting linebackers, but it's okay because – they weren't Dean is waiting in the wings. And we yeah. also signed Nicholas Morrow, who I think can be a perfectly serviceable starter. So. Yeah. We, we managed our loss as well. And we then, also got Terrell Edmonds. You didn't mention him. I, I did forget to mention him. Yeah. So we, we, we replaced a lot of things that, that needed to be replaced. I love the Eagles pick. I think we're going to be just as good. Even if our schedule is harder next year. I mean, I, good teams don't care who they play. Yeah, no, I, I think we're definitely a playoff team going to go on another deep run. We'll see. I sure yeah. hope so. Yeah, no, I, I love that pick, Alex. And I'm just going to move on to, to my pick. Uh, stick Staying in the NFC with the Seattle Seahawks. Look, uh, when I think of teams that improve and offseason winners, I look at a team that I think has gotten better overall just in every facet in the off season. And maybe they're not going to do as well as last year because they played unprecedentedly good. I, I think the Seahawks were better than everybody thought they'd be last year. Geno Smith was better than everybody thought he'd be last year. I still look at what they've done. Every single move pretty much for the most part has been positive. Uh, they had one of the best drafts of any team in the league. Uh, offensively, they added Jackson Smith and Jigba in the first round who a lot of people had as the the best wide receiver. I did at least, and pairing him with DK and Lockett is is great. I mean, he's going to replace Tyler Lockett eventually in this offense. Um, they locked up Geno Smith on a three year deal, and the way he played last year, they kind of needed to. You know, he replaced Russell Wilson and looked the same as him pretty much in that offense, which is crazy to say, but it, you know it's true. Um, they drafted Zach Charbonnet in the second round, who along with Kenneth Walker, I think is a great replacement for Rashad Penny. And then you're looking at offensive line. I mean, they have two rookies last year who played very well in Damian Lewis and Charles Cross, who were just going to get better chemistry-wise with the line. They also got Evan Brown at center, who is from the Lions. Uh, if, if you know the Lions have a great offensive line. Evan Brown is a guy who's kind of under the radar. I don't think he's great, but definitely a better replacement than what they had last year. I don't even remember their center's name from last year, but he's retired. Evan Brown's in now. So uh, upgraded center play. I think the offensive line should be a little bit better. And then defensively is where the big part comes. Uh, you're getting Jamal Adams back next year. Jamal Adams, for me, I don't think he's you know, elite anymore. I, I still think, though, that he could be a pretty good uh, safety and if they want to trade him, they can. They could get a serious player out of him. There's there's some Aaron Donald trade talks here. So I'm not saying it's going to happen, but you never know. Oh, um, are you out of your mind? I, I, I know. I know they're not going to do it in the division. I'm just saying that there's there, there's no. rumors about Aaron Donald. and For Jamal if, Adams? Yeah, in like a, no. a crazy package type no, thing. No, I disagree with you. I'm saying there's rumors. I'm not saying it's going to happen. But what I'm saying is that Jamal Adams, even if they decide to trade him, is a valuable asset who they were missing all of last year. He was hurt. And on top of that, Tariq Woolen was fantastic his rookie year. Um, Quandre Diggs is a very good safety. So um, you have already a very good, very good secondary. And then you just drafted Devin Witherspoon, who I think is the best corner in the draft. He was the best corner in the draft. I thought that was a great pick by them. 
Uh, you get Bobby Wagner back at linebacker, who's just a good veteran. And Jerron Reed is back at defensive end. Now, he is not great, but he's better than what they had in the past. Still not great edge rusher, still not great defensive line. But overall, this defense looks decent, especially secondary and linebackers look very good. And the offense, like I said, is very solid. So I think that the Seahawks definitely improved this offseason. And when I look at the rest of their division, I think that every other team didn't improve besides the 49ers, which are already good. But I think the quarterback play is shaky there. And so I think that the Seahawks are in very good position to make the playoffs next year. And I definitely like them over the Rams, over the Cardinals, who have so many issues. I, I really think that they have a shot at the playoffs. And they also could win their division, depending on how shaky that Niners quarterback play is. Although I still think that the Niners are the favorite there. But I'm with you there. Yeah, honestly, I think that the Niners are still the team to beat in that division, but there are mm. some major question marks there. Yeah. I did take offense at the fact that you said that Devin Witherspoon was the number one corner in the class because I just yes. simply disagree. Just I, think, that. I think that the number one corner in the class is playing in Foxborough next year. Mm-hmm. I, knew, but, I know you think that, but it's okay because it's wrong, but it's fine. And I honestly don't mind your, your pick as the Seahawks is one of the winners because – I mean, they're putting all their eggs in the Geno Smith basket. Mm -hmm. And so if Geno Smith can keep up what he kept up last year, then I see no reason why this team can't win their division with the improvements that they made to their their um, front lines and back ends of both teams uh, or both sides of the ball. I think that Jackson Smith and Jigba is an awesome addition to their team. I don't think he's the Lockett replacement because Lockett is big on stretching the field and Jigba simply does not do that. But he, he's going to be an awesome piece to their offense. I love Charbonnet out of UCLA. I think that's an awesome addition to spell Kenneth Walker. And Devin Witherspoon next to Tariq Wollen, that's going to be one of the best corner duos in the whole league. Mm -hmm. So I think the Seahawks had a great offseason. And as long as Geno can keep it up, they're, they're going to be in really good position to make the playoff run this year. Let me just say one more thing. I think even if some of their additions don't pan out. They have so many good young players yeah, they're set for the future. from last year that are just going to be much better next year, no matter what. They're going to improve. They're really uh, building so I think over there. No matter what, they're, they're going to find a way to, to be good next year. I agree. They're really building something over there. They should, they should be set up to be good for the next couple of years. Yeah, I, I, I did like I did like the fact that they signed Gino to a short-term contract and not a big five-year extension. Mm-hmm. I think if I'm not mistaken that it's in reality, it's a two-year deal. I thought it was three. But like with a void year at the end. If yeah, I'm I mean, that, they have a get out if he stinks. Right, like, like really it's a two-year deal. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is great because it's betting on him. And if he proves you right, then you give him another one of those contracts because he is getting old. And if not, yeah, he is older, you know, you don't know not, what then you got to, you got to make a play for a young guy. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, I do like what the Seahawks have done, and I think that that's a perfectly valid pick right there. So I'm going to segue into my second winner, and this one's a little bit more unorthodox because this team, they got worse this year. But I can explain myself. My team that I picked is the Minnesota Vikings, and listen – the Vikings had a really, really good year last year, and I think that that 
record was completely unsustainable. This is a team that won 13 games last year, but then got beat by the Giants in the first round of the playoffs. And that was just never going to fly. So you know what the Vikings did? They did not double down on their fraudulent team. They completely tore it down. And you know why that's good? Because they knew that it wasn't going to happen. They knew that that team was never going to win them anything because that defense was horrible. That offense, it scored a lot of points, but it it just didn't happen in the clutch when it mattered. They got to the playoffs and they got beat by what I think was a worse team than them roster-wise. They won an unsustainable amount of games, and this is a team that was maxed out. They were capped out, and all their top players were aging, and just the team was on the decline. So they tore it down. They they released Adam Thielen. They traded Zadarius Smith. They released Dalvin Cook. They released Cam Dantzler. And what this allowed them to do is get some more young talent in there. And tear it down to get more young blood into the team and make a playoff push in a couple of years, a contending push, I should say. Kirk is going to be done soon, and I thought they would trade up for a quarterback this draft, but they didn't, so I think that's going to be happening really soon. If not this next draft, then absolutely in the next one, in uh, 2025. But I think they could be a team to watch for Drake May. And I think that as soon as they get their quarterback with what they've done, they've re-signed Alexander Madison, who has a lot less mileage on him than Dalvin Cook did and is going to be making a lot less than Dalvin Cook did. They drafted Jordan Addison in the first, who was an awesome number two. I think he's a Devontae Smith type where I don't think he'll ever excel as an NFL number one receiver. But I think that next to your alpha best receiver in the league, Justin Jefferson, he's going to be a fantastic number two option, just like Smitty is the 1B to A.J. Brown's 1A. I think they're going to have a similar dynamic going on there, and I think their offense is going to be even really good this year with Kirk. They drafted um, the cornerback out of UFC, whose name is Makai UFC, I said. I meant UFC, Makai Blackman. And they definitely needed an infusion of talent into their secondary, and that's what they got. So basically, this team got worse, but they got better in the long run. That's my take on the Vikings, and that's why they're the winner because they they had some sense where most teams wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I would agree that the Vikings got got better. I mean, you said it yourself; they didn't get better now, they did not. and maybe they set themselves up more for the future. But we have differing opinions on Kirk Cousins. I don't think he's gonna be. I don't think he's gonna be replaced in the next year or two. Um, I think ideally, yeah, if you can find like the next, you know superstar but i don't think they're going to be able to and so i think they're going to be stuck with kirk for another three four years no way um, at least but i don't know i do like some of the moves i just i don't think that the vikings are like in my vision of a team that got better and i don't think that a lot of their moves were are going to lead to them being more successful next year in fact i think their schedule and just everything is going to be them losing we're not talking about who got better as a team immediately and is better for this next season. We're talking winners. Yeah, but I, I don't necessarily think that the Vikings won. And I don't think long-term, I don't think they're going to be a great team long-term with the way that their team is now. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we have differing opinions, but I just, I, I don't know. I don't love, I don't love their off season. I don't hate it though. 
you know, I'm not like, it's not a strong opinion on your pick. It's just, I don't think that the Vikings had a standout off season and I don't think it's, you know, I wouldn't have picked them. That's just all I'm saying. Okay. I had a couple other contenders, but I, I just like that the Vikings are not doubling down like so many stupid front offices in so many sports do. Yeah. I, I get your take. Just, I don't know. You know, I hear you. I don't. I don't know if you'll get my my next one. So, I mean, uh, I'll, I'll say it anyway. Um, state your case. Yeah, my my second winner is the Houston Texans. Okay. And them. Th- this is this one's tough, but let me let me break it down for you. So first, I think the Houston Texans have been one of the biggest, if not the biggest, loser over the last four years. Pretty much since the D Hop trade, everything has gone wrong for them. Yeah. You know, Watson had a great 2020, but then we all know what happened after that. And so you thought you had your greatest quarterback of this franchise and he's not on the team anymore. And just offensively and defensively, they've been awful. You know, they tried out the Davis Mills experiment, didn't work. Not really his fault, but there was nothing around him. And so now this offseason, the Texans kind of went at a really interesting approach. They're just clearing the house and bringing in a bunch of mid that that's what I think it is. But in this case, I think it's it's very beneficial. First, let me talk about what they've done. Uh, first off, in the draft, C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson Jr., back-to-back, awesome. two of some of the best players in the draft, and they're getting them on both sides of the ball, two game changers, even if one of them doesn't hit. The fact that they're bold enough to go after both and get both uh, one for both sides of the ball I think is huge. I really think C.J. Stroud could be it if everything develops correctly in Houston, I think he could be very good. And Will Anderson Jr., I think, was, besides Jalen Carter, maybe the best defensive player in the draft. And I really do think that he is was the right pick. I mean, I wasn't sure if they were going to go quarterback, but I thought Will Anderson Jr. would have been a good fit in Houston, and I like that they got him along with C.J. Stroud. So I'm a huge fan of you know Texans GM going for both of those players. And then on top of that, offensively, they pretty much cleared the house at receiver. They got Robert Woods, Noah Brown, and John Mechie's coming back. If, if you didn't know John Mechie had cancer, he's back. He'll be playing. Um, Actually, it's technically his rookie year because he didn't play last year. So I saw him in college. I liked him a lot. We'll see what he could do he's a good as player. a starting receiver next season. You got Dalton Schultz in at tight end who, I mean, we have saw what he did with Dak. Good he's player. What? Good player, I said. Oh, yeah. I, I thought you said what? I would, no. Good player. Um, Really like him. And you get Shaq Mason at right guard. So uh, Shaq Mason, veteran guard, uh, won a Super Bowl with Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. If you just look at this offense, I mean, did I mention Singletary? I think I did. But if I didn't, also Devin Singletary. Um, They just completely revamped this offense. It's nothing crazy. But with a rookie quarterback like C.J. Stroud, you need solid pieces around him to get yeah. anything any development. And I think that's what they did. They got good guys, uh, guys you could have for a year or two replacement level guys, but guys who will make a difference. It'll take your team from a three win team to a seven win team potentially. And that's what they did defensively too. I mean, Malik Collins is back. Um, they got Denzel Perryman who's older, but a veteran. We, he had some good years in Vegas and uh, Shaquille Griffin at corner who a lot of people don't think is that good anymore, but um, you know, I, I still think he's pretty good. Next to Stingley. Sting, yeah, Stingley in his second year is gonna be gonna be very good too. And Jimmy Ward, um, 
They brought him in from San Francisco. He is deteriorating a little bit, but again, veteran player. And really you have nothing to lose in Houston right now. So I think they're in one of the worst divisions in football. And I think the division's completely open for another winner. I know the Jaguars are pretty much the front runner now. I think it's hard to disagree with that, but Houston, if, if all these pieces work out, I could see them finishing second potentially. And I think for the future, this team and the moves that they made are are very positive. I think they'll easily be a six-win, seven-win team next year, then we'll improve year by year off of that. Look, I like all their moves. I like what they're doing. I love C.J. Stroud as a prospect. My problem with the Houston Texans is that they're giving up a top-10 pick next year. I mean – yeah, but at the same time, you got two generational players, potentially. I don't think I would call Will Anderson. Will Jeff Anderson's Green. probably going top three next year's draft. I mean, sure, but. All right. I mean, I get the justification. All I'm saying is you better hope that CJ Stroud lights the league on fire, because if he's bad, then you're given you could have had the opportunity to give up so much like get such a big return for your pick next year i mean yeah but at the same time i think he'll be at least good and i don't know i i agree with everything you said it's just giving up your own first round pick next year just hurts so bad i mean it it hurts but i don't think I i don't know i don't think it's as bad as you're making it out to be with all the moves they made this year, that they look a lot more solid. And if CJ Stroud turns out to be like good, then I think that they're easily a mid-level team by next year. Really? Yeah, I, do. I think that if they continue making smart moves, smart money moves next offseason, I think the Texans will f- again be like a 500 team or a potential playoff team again. So. Yeah, and honestly, look, I like the I like the hire of D'Amico Ryan's. I think that he's going to mm-hmm. bring them into a direction and give them an identity defensively, yeah. which they've been lacking. All this time and identity. You've yep. had Lovey Smith and David Culley as your last two coaches. That's not going to do anything for you. Yep. You need that identity. And they brought in their, their guys. They brought in their coach. I like the direction they're headed. The only thing holding me back is losing that pick. And you know what? That's probably a worthy sacrifice. I think so, but we'll see. Because yeah, right? you, know, you never know. Never the only know. time will tell. Yep, so, exactly. Let's get on with our losers. And we discussed this one a little bit before we started recording, but my first loser of the offseason is the Atlanta Falcons. And this is kind of another unorthodox pick because what did the Falcons do this offseason? They improved their roster. They drafted probably the most talented player in the draft outside of Jalen Carter, like the, the most talented offensive player. Let's go with at the best at their position, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Bijan Robinson. Everyone's saying he's this generational running back prospect. And sure, what does that do for you? What, Like, realistically, what does that do for you? Is it going to make their offense fun? Sure. Their offense where you run the ball a million times a game. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the t- – if Bijan's going to go anywhere, it might as well be there. But you have Tyler Algier, who had a 1,000-yard rushing rookie year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Barely made it, but he did. You still have Cordero Patterson, who, well, he is all injured now. He can he's still a perfectly capable number two. You have Kyle Pitts out there. You have Drake London. 
you made some additions. You re-signed your offensive line. You signed Calais Campbell. You drafted Clark Phillips, who I really like as a slot corner. You signed Bud Dupree as an edge rusher. But the one thing about this team that is still not right is the fact that your quarterback is still Desmond Ritter or Taylor Heineke, whatever, they because they signed him too. And Desmond Ritter, from what I saw last year and from what I've seen in his college career, is just not going to be that quarterback that takes you over the hump. And the problem is that they have not positioned themselves to get better at that position. They're basically putting all their eggs in the Desmond Ritter basket because by giving them such a good roster, that roster outside of Desmond Ritter is probably good enough to win seven, eight games, just like you did this past season. And where did that get you? Not in position to draft a quarterback. Where's that going to get you next year? Not in position to draft a quarterback if Desmond Ritter doesn't pan out. And by my beliefs, he doesn't. And look, we said the same thing about the Eagles last year. But that was unprecedented. I can't sit here and tell you that I think that Desmond Ritter is going to have the jump that Jalen Hurts did last year. Also, so, Jalen Hurts technically played a year and a half, and we've only seen Desmond Ritter play a few games. A few games. It's not the same thing. And so did the Falcons get better? Yeah, I would say so. Do I like what they're doing with their team? No. And I, I think they're they're handicapping themselves in the future by not being able to get that superstar quarterback that'll take you that you need to succeed in the league. And I just don't like what they're doing. Yeah, I just I just disagree with you there. Um and Debate especially me. you kind of you kind of worked it out yourself. You're like, oh, they're leaning on Desmond Ritter and Taylor Heineke to be their quarterback to lead them to these more wins. And you were like, oh, but why did they draft Bijan Robinson? It's because they have a bad quarterback. It's they're planning on leaning on Desmond Ritter and or Taylor Heineke. And they know that it's shaky. They know that it's not great. Just there wasn't a lot of options open for them this offseason. Sure, Lamar Jackson was there. And I think that more teams should have pounced on Lamar Jackson, but they didn't. And besides that, I mean, I really think I don't think Aaron Rodgers was super attainable. He was going to the AFC. What do you mean besides that? You have a two-time, not two-time MVP. You have a former MVP quarterback sitting in your lap, basically. Not sitting in your lap. It, it would have taken much more for that. And I get why they didn't do it, but I do think they should have pounced on Lamar Jackson. I think many teams should have. I think they're stupid for not doing it. That being said, I don't think it's the end-all be-all. Let me explain. I think that this offense will actually be pretty good with Bijan Robinson carrying the load he's gonna be the number one guy on this offense not desmond ritter Bijan robinson the plan is for him to have like 17 1800 total yards combined as a rusher and as a receiver i think they're gonna try to simplify ritter's role as a quarterback and if ritter stinks then heineke is gonna be the guy and he's gonna be throwing you know doing his brett Favre throwing bombs and picks to whatever whoever he wants to um they also added Matt Collins and Scotty Miller, who, I mean, neither of them are fantastic, but they're nothing nothing to scoff at. Matt I, Collins I really think absolutely is, dog. Nothing to scoff at. He, <laughs> he was good last year. He really was. And Chris Lindstrom. Chris Lindstrom for like five years. They locked him up for five years, an elite yeah. guard. 
And I know that it may have been a bit of an overpay, but when you're the Falcons and when you're in the NFC South, which is the worst division in football, probably right now, it probably is. I know I talked about, you know, the AFC South, but I, NFC South might be worse. I forgot to mention Jesse Bates. They signed him to a massive contract, which I, I honestly do like the move, but my point stands. Yeah, but I mean, you got Jesse Bates. Okuda, we'll see what Okuda could do. Calais Campbell, I mean, I, I still like that signing. He's a veteran, he's older, but I still like that signing. Bud Dupree, I like that too. Look, I mean, I don't think this Falcons team is anything to be crazy about, but I think they sustained where they were last year or got better Barely. in a division where a lot of teams got worse. I mean, the Panthers got better. The Saints I I like probably the got better. I like the Panthers to win the division. I, I don't hate that, but the team that did win the division got way worse. And so yeah. I think it's wide open. And what the Falcons did, I don't think is that bad besides All not right. getting well, look, I think they look, look, are you playing to win the division? The Falcons are, yeah. No, but like as a as a team, is that your goal? Yeah. Win the division? It is? That's well, goal. the goal is deep playoff run. Make the playoffs win a Super Bowl. That's never going to happen with this team. No, no team in the NFC in the NFC South right now is is in anywhere near contention. They're not contending. None of them are. That's my opinion. But that's what I'm saying. And with what you did, you're competing for the division. And even if you win the division at like nine and eight, your pick is like eighteen. Yeah, but you can't play to try to get a good pick that's not how this works no you but you, you need to you need to position yourself into having an opportunity to get a real player i mean i don't know i i disagree with you there i think that what this team is right now is it's a mid-level team yeah and i think with the development of desmond ritter and or a fantastic offense through Bijan robinson and or the defense gelling together in an unprecedented way. I think they could easily become a top 10 team if one of those things happens, which is a big if, but I mean, that's what happens with good teams. Look at the Bengals. I mean, definitely Burroughs definitely was a better quarterback than Ritter. I'm not even going to talk about that. That's ridiculous. Burrow was the number one overall pick. I know, but I, I, just, I don't think it's that ridiculous it. to think that Ritter could develop into like a mid to decent level quarterback. Still not going to do anything for you. The worst thing you can be in sports is average. There's a lot of average quarterbacks who are bringing their teams to. I'm saying as a, as a team. I'm, I'm just saying, I don't, I mean, I, I, I we disagree here, but I don't know. I, I think that I like the moves a lot. I think they might be better than average if things work out. I would say they're about average. Still, though, right? still never enough to make enough noise as long as Ritter develops as we think he will, barring anything unprecedented. Yeah, I don't think any of these teams have enough to make noise, though. In I agree. Division, so. I agree. I think they're going to get stomped with whoever they play in the wildcard round. Yeah, so that's why I'm I'm not too harsh on them. I guess if I was looking at it the way you were, I guess I would be more harsh on it. But I do think that you know part of it is still they're still competitive in their division and i think they're only going to get better so but anyway i'm going to move on to my loser number 1 number 1 loser we have two the las vegas raiders okay they are my first loser and look i i like the raiders i do i like some of their moves even this offseason 
I just think in general, they got worse with all the moves that they made this off season. Um, first off losing Derek Carr. I don't, I think he was the scapegoat and <laughs> oh, we're, this is going to be a fun rest of the episode. I think I think Derek Carr was the scapegoat to all of the Raiders' problems. I've seen him play for since 2014, since he was drafted. He's been good. I don't think he's great, but he's been good. And replacing him with Jimmy Garoppolo, who, first off, is a system quarterback, who is a guy who's not going to do anything to elevate your offense, who's a guy, he's a guy who can't stay healthy. And we're seeing issues with that already. He didn't pass his physical. Is he even going to start for them next year? We don't know. We don't know what's happening with Jimmy G. It very ballsy move on their part and so far it's not paying off and i don't think even if he is healthy i don't think so it's far pay. it's not paying off we're not even in training camp and he's not he is not even able to play and they don't know if he'll be You're able not to play playing that's all i'm saying there's <laughs> le- legitimate questions like I, I saw a headline could tom brady fill in at quarterback for the raiders people are like freaking out over there I don't know what's going to happen. I think he'll be ready by the start of the season, but the fact that he's even questionable shows you how stupid it was for them to go after him as their starter for next year without finding, you know, a good replacement, a good backup, just in case something like this would happen. Brian Hoyer is their backup. You really think you're going to get through a season with Brian Hoyer? <laughs> anyway, uh, Jacoby Myers to me is nothing special. Yeah, And they added Jacoby Myers and Austin Hooper in replace for Darren Waller who, I mean, Darren Waller's getting hurt. We've talked about this. You think he's washed, Alex. I think he's getting there. he has injury issues. I still think Jacoby Myers and Austin Hooper are a downgrade from Darren Waller. Mm. Um, that being said, I think the biggest issue with the Raiders is their defense. And while I love the Tyree Wilson pick, I think Tyree Wilson's a good player. I think edge is something they did not need. They already have Max Crosby and Chandler Jones. And even though Tyree Wilson will see the field, he'll get his minutes, he'll get his playing time, whatever. There's still just so many gaps on this team. I mean, defensively, the way that this defense stands right now, I don't think that a team with this defense could make any noise whatsoever. I know they made the playoffs just in 2021, but even then they hardly made the playoffs. And this team has gotten worse since then offensively and I think defensively they've gotten worse. Last year they didn't look that good. Um, I didn't. I didn't really think that they did anything to address their secondary, which is pretty weak. I mean, I, I don't know. Edge is strong, but other than that, defense doesn't look too good. And offensively, I don't like Jimmy G throwing the ball to to these players. I know Josh Jacobs had a great All Pro year. I know Devontae Adams is one of, if not the best receivers in the league, the best receiver in the league, but. Jimmy G and then not doing much to, to a defense is going to gonna put you on losers, on a losers list for me every time. All right. Listen. Look, I agree with you. I don't disagree with you that the Raiders are probably one of the losers of the offseason. And that team is a mess right now. They got issues with cash flow. They mm-hmm. got Josh McDaniels still there. I think that was a whole stinks from the jump. I think that was a terrible decision, Mm -hmm. but I love the Tyree Wilson pick, but I do think their defense is really lacking and they did not address that properly, but they can't, their, their team is just, they're not making enough moves, but, and we'll probably have this debate till the end of time. There's three (laughs) guys that we can constantly debate on and they're going to be Kirk cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo and Derek Carr. Put it to you this way. Derek Carr to Jimmy Garoppolo is a slight downgrade at worst. 
Mm-mm. Derek Carr is so mm-hmm. average at this point in, in his career that it it I honestly think it was a great idea for them to get rid of him and not pay him the thirty five bajillion dollars that the Saints are. I'll get to that. <laughs> but Jimmy, for the team they have, I I mean they're not going to be making any pushes for the the championship in that division. They've got three much better teams in that division. They're going to get last place guaranteed, I feel. Even with an offense that has Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, and, you know, Jacoby Myers, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is fine. I don't think he's as average as you say, but I don't. I wouldn't call him good either. He's probably just mid, he's mid, mid, basically, middle of the pack. And I think Derek Carr is right there too, middle of the pack. So what does it matter whether you're paying Jimmy Garoppolo $20 million or Derek Carr 40 You're saving money. Now, are you using that money effectively? Probably not. But you're saving the money nonetheless, and you're giving yourself a chance to improve that roster because, like I said, Jimmy Garoppolo to Derek Carr is, I would would call it almost a lateral move. And to win with either of those dudes, you're going to need a stacked roster. The 49ers were one quarter away from winning the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo because their roster was so good. And... To win with a guy like that when you don't have a top guy, you need this crazy good roster, which the Falcons don't have, by the way. They just have a decent one, like a good they roster. Don't, they don't have it yet. Anyway, that's besides the point. The Raiders don't have it either. But saving money to win with those average guys, that gives you more of a chance to do that. Like I said, I don't think they did that, but Jimmy Garoppolo is not the problem with that team. Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo is is a problem. And okay, the fact that you don't see the difference between Derek Carr and Jimmy Garoppolo, it pains me. But I'm gonna explain the way I see it. So I think that there's this tier of guys or a group, I'll say a group of guys, because I don't think they're all right around each other. But Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, I'll put Dak Prescott. And I already said Kirk, right? Yeah. Those all those guys, I, I think I mentioned four guys, they're in the same exact tier for me. And I think that all of them are good quarterbacks. You want them on your team. They're not going to hurt you. They're going to help you get to eight, nine, maybe 10 wins in a season. And they're likely not going to get you on a long, deep playoff run. They could. We've seen it happen. They're probably not going to do it unless you build a superstar team. Jimmy Garoppolo, on the other hand, I think is... I, I think all those guys are above average to me, a little bit above average. Jimmy Garoppolo to me is probably the most mid quarterback you could get. And that being said, on top of his midness, he cannot stay healthy. I've, I've talked about this a hundred times. The dude cannot stay healthy. He's a piece of glass on the field. He'll play five games. He'll look pretty good. He'll get hurt. Won't play the next seven, come back kind of injured. We'll play the next three, whatever. He'll, he'll keep doing this and he'll put, you through spells he'll win some games without getting injured you'll think he's your guy and then he'll have a really bad game and then he'll get injured he'll do this every single time and unless you're the Niners and you have a superstar defense and great offensive weapons and all these backup quarterbacks who could come in and do the exact same thing you're going to get nowhere with him as your starting quarterback that's my opinion and I think the Raiders especially with their defense are not in a place to be depending on a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo in, in my opinion, getting Jimmy G is like, oh, we're trying to get Caleb Williams next year. And They're with Devontae Adams enough. on your team, with Josh Jacobs, with Crosby, with all these other guys, you They're don't want to be bad enough. I think they're going to be pretty bad. But they're not going to be bad enough to get Caleb Williams. 
Yeah, but they're not doing it. Getting Garoppolo, in my opinion, is setting them back. I don't think they're going to do anything towards winning. What are they trying to achieve? But at the same time, you got you kind of got to tread water. What What are you going to do in that division? I don't know, but I I'd rather them just full on tank. I guess I know yeah, they're not look, to. That's what I'm saying. I agree with you that they're losers, which is exactly why I made the Vikings winners because the yeah, Vikings just, aren't being the Raiders. Derek Carr is not that bad though. I don't. I can't believe you think he's mid. Again, we will get to it. That's great. We need top 10 quarterbacks list at some point. (laughs) Look out for it. Please. Look out for it. Anyway, I went on the tangent. It's your turn. It's my turn? No, I'm not done talking about the Raiders. Okay, continue. Actually, I kind of am, but, like, basically what I'm saying is I I think they should have gotten um, either Will Levis or Hendon Hooker. I think if they had gotten Hendon Hooker late and sat his ass behind Jimmy Garoppolo – then they're in business. They're in good shape. I don't hate it, but at the same time, it's just like, I don't know. Kind of like, like the, it's what the Lions did with Jared Goff. And I just think sitting behind him. the Raiders kind of went all in to win. Like that was their goal, getting Devontae Adams. They didn't Josh get the right has the superstar year. You know, you, you got Chandler Jones in hopes that you would have this crazy edge duo dynamic duo of max crosby and chandler jones and then the team got way worse the division got better the team got way worse and you're looking at it now the broncos could even make a turnaround i honestly think I the, like the broncos are... a lot this year you what i like the broncos a lot this year same i think that looking at it right now i think the raiders are dead on the worst team in this division oh by far to bottom right now by far the moves that they made in 2021 and after, you know, that shocking loss to the Bengals, I thought they were going to win. I'm sorry. I thought they were going to win. After all that, to be in this position, that's a failure first off. And then to still make moves like they are, I, I just think it's I, th- I think it's such a failure. And even with like a Hendon Hooker, I still don't like that. I, I really just don't. I don't know. I don't like anything they do. That that's yeah. really as simple as as it is. Yeah, I don't think the Raiders are a well-run team at all. Yeah, I agree. All right, so getting to my second loser. Like I said, this is going to be a fun rest of our episode, and you know why? Because my second loser is the New Orleans Saints, and you know why they're my loser, Michael? Why? You know why? Why they're my why? Loser? Because. This is a team who thinks they're a contender and thinks they're in a position to contend for a championship and thinks they can make a run. And you know what they did to cement themselves as that contender? They signed Derek Carr to a four-year, $140 million deal. Now, Michael, let's get into it. What has Derek Carr done in his career that would make one think that Derek Carr can lead you to a Super Bowl championship? I don't think that's a fair thing to say, Alex. You look at Matt Stafford, right? Guy who I loved, you didn't love. You asked that same question. There's not much you could say. He was on a bad franchise. I think Derek Carr was on a bad franchise for almost all of his career. I really do think that I don't think he's an elite quarterback. So I don't think that he elevated them to a point where they needed to get to a Super Bowl or, you know, to be that winning team that you want them to be. But at the same time, I don't think that I I think he's good enough to get a team to the Super Bowl. And just like Stafford, I think that 
he could be that guy. I don't think he will personally, but I think there is a shot. I, I like him much okay. better than you okay. do. But listen, I think Stafford is a terrible comparison because we saw Matt Stafford in Detroit put up all kinds of numbers, a bajillion passing yards, all kinds of touchdowns. And you know what it took for Matt Stafford to win a Super Bowl? An insane roster where his receiver had like 2,000 yards. Chris Olave. Insane roster. And let me tell you, the Saints don't have an insane roster. Do they have a decent one? Yeah. Have they traded away all their picks? Yeah. Hypothetical, really stupid question. If Slamp Boy is healthy this year. It's it's a non-starter because he never will be. I, I'm a big <laughs> Michael Thomas believer. That dude, at, at, if you tell me he's healthy this year, I think he's one of the better receivers in the league. If if I tell you he's healthy this year, are you taking back the oh they don't have a receiver who could get close to two thousand yards? No, I don't think he's going to no, do I don't it. Think I'm just saying. Like, hypothetically, in, in the year of our Lord two thousand and twenty three, is touching two thousand yards? Well, yeah, because he's he's a piece of glass. But let's say no. I, like just think, I just think he's not at that level anymore. I think he is. If he were to be healthy, he's not that old. He just needs to be healthy. And anyway, Turn back his healthy body, and he's he could hit. 1700. Derek Carr is way too mistake prone to lead your team to the Super Bowl. No, Even he's if not. you did have this crazy team. Yes, he absolutely is. No, he's Would you not. like me to crunch some numbers? Sure. Give me All right, let's do it. Here, keep keep the keep the uh the talking going so we we're not sitting in silence while Okay, well, I'll say first off, Derek Carr was MVP, I think not runner up, but the third MVP in 2016. Very good quarterback in 2016. He threw 4,800 yards in 2021. You're 16? saying Stafford, we're talking about 2016. I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm going through everything. 2016, he was the MVP number three. In 2021, just a year and a half ago, he threw 4,800 yards. Right, 4,800 yards. Okay. When we talk about passer rating, you talk about most mistake-prone quarterback. A lot of his years, he was actually very efficient, especially 2019 and 2020. He was throwing the ball not too far, 70% completion percentage in 2019, and he only threw eight picks and nine picks in 2019 and 2020, respectively. So I don't know. And only six in 2016. I don't know. I, I don't get a lot of your points with Derek Carr. I think he's a good quarterback. Derek Carr, I, I may, I mean, he's thrown 14 picks in back to back years now, which is not that crazy amount. I'm not going to lie, it's not that much. But Derek Carr in the big moments does not win you games. And this is also a guy who hasn't thrown 30 touchdowns in almost a decade. Yeah. Since 2015 was the last time, was the only time he's thrown 30 or more touchdowns in a season. I mean, I'm not going to lie. The the touchdown numbers are smaller. He has a not, not a great scoring percentage as a quarterback. But at the same time, he is passing a lot in some of these seasons. I think things can change in a better offense on a better team. I don't know if the Saints will be that. I don't Again, yeah, I don't this... think the Saints are a better offense and better team. Look, Dennis Allen is still their coach. I think he should have been fired like by a mile. I had Alvin Kamara in fantasy last year and it was infuriating to watch because that team is completely running themselves into the ground with the offensive system they run. Like yeah, completely it's, it's horrible annoying. execution. And the upgrades they made are not big enough upgrades to 
do anything in the playoffs. I am making the same argument that I'm making with the Falcons. Do they play in a terrible division? Yes. Do they have a solid roster? Yes. Do they have a quarterback that may lead them to win the division? Yes, where I don't think the Falcons do. But I think the Falcons roster is a little bit better. Will they make any noise in the playoffs? No. I can confidently say that they won't. I I think I think the Saints are winning their division. I think they're going to win a game and then lose in the divisional. I think it depends on no, no, cuz they're going to be the last seeded division Ross uh winner, which they're means gonna be they're going to probably. Right. Yeah. Which means they're going to play the best wild card team and I think the best wild card team with the the division winners that we have in the other divisions. Yeah, I I think that that's going to either be the the Giants, Cowboys or 49ers or Seahawks that they're going to have to play. I think they can beat the Seahawks. Don't know if they will. I think I they disagree. Can. I think I think they could beat the Cowboys and a much better they could, they could definitely beat the Giants. The Cowboys is a Cowboys will probably beat them most I games. like what the Giants did. I Saints are a better team than the Giants, I'm sorry. No way. Yeah. Um, and by the way, the Saints have probably the deepest quarterback room in all of football. That does nothing for you. You have one quarterback on the field. Yeah, I, I'm just, I'm just adding that. But, but let me go, let me go through this quickly. They have the Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram reincarnation with Jamal Williams. You know, Rashid Shaheed had a good, good rookie year. Michael Thomas, we don't know if he'll be healthy, but Olave has Olave's a quarterback awesome. finally throw to him. Defensively, I mean, I don't know. I, st- I, I think that. You might be right about this team not making much noise. I just looked at the defense. I don't think it's as good as I thought it was. But at the same time, I still think that this is a division winner. And Cam Jordan today said that he's him and Derek Carr are going back to Las Vegas, meaning that they're going to be in the Super Bowl this year. So, <laughs> Just you wait, Alex. Just you wait. That's an awesome take. No, but – I seriously think Derek Carr is pretty good, a pretty good quarterback. I think we'll see noticeable improvements offensively from what we saw with Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston, and maybe even old man Drew Brees, who is only throwing short passes. I really do. I think that we'll see the Saints look kind of good again at some points. I don't think that they're going to win a Super Bowl. I don't think they're going to make a deep playoff run, but I like their offseason. I'm sorry. I, I do. And I like Derek Carr. So that's that's the main debate here. I like Derek Carr. Alex doesn't. Alex is wrong. We're gonna we're gonna move on to my my second team. Unless you have something to say, do you, Alex? Only time will tell, my friend. I think it's really funny how we just picked all of the NFC South to do, because my <laughs> second team was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We kind of mentioned the Panthers. the Panthers. Because the Panthers kind of no, I know, but we were three out of the four teams from this division. Yeah. Kind of crazy. Um, this one's pretty obvious to me. It just felt obvious. The Buccaneers were kind of running themselves into the ground. I, you used that expression already. I liked it last year. I mean, coaching was terrible. The offense was so inefficient, and they were acting like Bruce Arians was still running the offense with Brady throwing whatever, 700 passes. It was ridiculous and not efficiently. Um, key players were having off years. The defense went from – in, in 2020 and 2021, it was an elite squad, and now it looks not very good at all. And, I mean, the biggest thing is losing Tom Brady. Because even when the team was really bad last year, even when they were 8-9, and nine, even when they were hardly beating these teams, Tom Brady would swoop in and get them that much-needed win. 
Yeah. He would he he really won them the division last year. You know, I think the Panthers were the better team. If you remember late season, I think it was week yeah, 16. Yeah, week 16 or 17, they had a key game. It was the game that won the division where the where the Buccaneers beat the Panther Panthers, and it was because Brady had such a big game. And they don't have that this year. Kyle Trask and Baker Mayfield, clown show out there. Oof. It's gonna be ugly. I like Baker. <laughs> I think he deserves a second chance, but Boy, to be the one to replace Brady being Baker Mayfield, it's just not a good look. If there's anyone who has the confidence to do it, it's him. Maybe, but we'll see if – I mean, there's rumors that Kyle Trask could end up being the guy to start this year. Who knows? It really depends I mean, on what happens in training camp. Yeah, who knows? He was a decently high pick. Second rounder, yeah. I mean, late second rounder. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't like either of them as options at quarterback. That's no. my main reason. But other than that, their offensive line got worse. You know, their receivers, are they still there? But I don't think, you know, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, last year at least, with the very inefficient system, didn't make the same effect and impact that they did in previous years. And then the biggest reason, besides the Brady retirement, of course, is the Kalijah Kansi pick. I don't like him. Yeah, I don't I mean, think – I don't think he's great. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, he's the next Aaron Donald. Just because he went to Pitt. I hate all that. No, 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 it's it's not even that. It's because they're both tiny. Well, yeah, but he also went to Pitt. It's like, oh, you know, it's history repeating itself. That's what everybody says. I just just don't like it. I don't love their defense. I think that with good coaching and with players having – you know, better years than they did last year. They could surprise people and maybe be a little bit better coaching. than we thought they could be. But even that is not winning the division for me. And I think they just, they moved backwards and they have too many good players on their roster still. And they still have pieces of that Super Bowl team. Still too much for them to be moving backwards. They tear it down. Yeah, I mean, I, I think so too. I think so. But I think that they also recognize that. Yeah. I think they have the sense to do that, similar to the Vikings and not similar to the Saints and Raiders. Saints are going to win the division, so I don't know what you're talking about. I don't think so. I like the Panthers. I love the moves the Panthers made. Panthers, I could see it happening. I just – I don't think that – I think Derek Carr is going to win MVP next year. And so – Oh, okay. (laughs) That's an awesome – I I do have the Saints by a little bit. I think the Saints will win 10 games. Panthers no way. Saints win 10. Panthers win 9 or 8. I think they're both at that 8-9 win mark. Bucks are going to win 7. No, I don't think so. I think Bucks win 5 or 6. That's fair. I th- I think 6 or 7. I think Falcons will win 7. Yeah. I think I think all three besides the Bucks are going to be in that 8 to 9 range. And it, okay. and that it's going to be it's going to be screwy and come down to the end of the year with tiebreakers and Drama. I don't know. I think Saints are winning ten. Derek Carr redemption arc. Sorry. I mean, look, I'm not a hater. I hope I hope the guy succeeds. You are a hater. Sure, but like personally, I have nothing against the guy. I hope he succeeds. Yeah, but as a player, you do not like him. Correct. More than you should. Yeah. Anyway. That's Sorry, this Derek Carr thing is crazy. We don't see eye to eye. I can't wait for that top 10 quarterbacks video. We're going to be not that Derek Carr is in my top 10 quarterbacks video. I just want to preface that. I know ball. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say some ridiculous stuff right here. (laughs) Derek Carr is not a top 10 quarterback, but 
at the same time, like I got I gotta defend my dog. <laughs> Alex, I know you're shaking your head. This video went off the rails. I'm sorry, but yeah, I mean, should we wrap it up? Yeah. Okay. I, I bet if you're still listening, if you're still listening now, thank you so much. I don't know how you, you're doing it, but yeah, those are our winners and losers of the off season uh, and a little bit of a Derek Carr rant and debacle. I hope you enjoyed all of it. And yeah, we should be coming out with more episodes. Like I said, top 10 quarterbacks at some point. Uh, we're both very busy, but should happen at some point. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed and learned something. Derek Carr's the best. Bye-bye.